Good evening and welcome to the Three Northern Boys podcast, um, episode 26 this week, and we've, the three boys are back. We've got Rich. Hi, Rich. Hello. And we've got Antonio. How are you doing, Antonio? Howdy. Good, thank you. You guys all right? Yeah, doing well, doing well. Yeah, not doing too bad. Well, I suppose to start off today with the football, Liverpool defeated Crystal Palace 2-0. Two goals from Sadio Mane and we ended up finishing third in the table. So, Anthony, how are you feeling after that result today? Uh, I'm really happy. <laughs> I think the more the position we finished, more than anything. So, you say we're the third best team in the country. Obviously, it's disappointing because we were champion last, year, last season. Uh, but say we were third best and not that far off second. Um, with the injuries we've had, Captain missing for most of the season and our best, probably the best centre half partnership in Europe or uh, in the world. Missing for all season, pretty much. We've done really well, I think. How did you, yeah. How did you feel about the game today, Hans? Did you did you watch it or did you manage to catch much of it? I I'm radio radioing it out at the moment yeah. um, due to not having any of the BTP uh, or Sky here. So I'm I'm five live all sorts of and you know what I quite enjoy the commentary. You don't really get this aggressive annoyance of seeing something happen. You just let them explain to you. Uh, no, but I listened to pretty much all the game. Missed the first ten minutes. I missed the Palace Townsend chance, and mm. that that had chance. Um, so so I heard all the good bits, which is good. Mm. And Blackball we played really well. Uh, I think Mane and Fabinho uh, seem to be more of the best. Sal was really unlucky not to score an hat trick. Um, yeah, it was good. Mm. What did you think, Rich? What was your thoughts of, of the game overall and the result? <laughs> yeah, I was surprised we ended up finishing third. Uh, that did catch me out a little. I completely forgot about it. Chelsea playing at Villa. I just thought my issue that we probably end up winning. So that did surprise me a little bit. Um, but again, uh, yeah, they were good. That's the I thought today. I think it really helped the fans were there too because the atmosphere, I don't know, it just felt nice to watch it as well. It felt a bit more interesting this time than without the fans there. Uh, usually without fans, it's very cold mm. and lifeless. So, I made a difference and the players seem to enjoy it more as well. He's played the link up play was a lot better today, I thought actually. I thought they played better than what they did against Burnley. Yeah, okay. Um, Thiago was uh, really good again. I can't disagree on that, Rich, I thought. First, I, mean, well, I agree with Rich, I thought they played I thought the yeah. first ten, fifteen minutes. We struggled a bit. We looked a bit nervous. They had obviously that chance with Townsend, but I thought we grew into the game and um, improved leaps and bounds. I thought we controlled it for most of the match by the first 10, 15 minutes and could have had more than two goals, I thought. That was my opinion. And I thought... Yeah, well, um, Rhys Williams missed one in either in the first half than mm. um, and I think uh, Salah missed a couple than me we could have had five or six I thought uh, today um, 
What I thought. I just thought the all round pressing, how they've been pressed when we lost the ball after the you know after the first ten minutes was excellent. I thought the pressing was more intelligent because mm. they've been pressing before where they, one player's gone running off yeah. after a defender and then they just get the ball knocked around them and he's just like that doesn't make any sense. Why are you pressing if you know where you're on your own? Um, today it was they were pressing as groups and it wasn't yeah. just running for running's sake. And there was a couple of times when Jürgen Klopp lost his uh, lost his ag- aggro or got got a bit uh, angry. Yeah, I saw that because the they pressed on their own and then left the gap. So <clears throat> you know he can see there was there was problems there that have been there all season really, but yeah, we have to be positive, don't we? They've made it into the Champions League again. Uh, under Jurgen Klopp, well, since you... he's been there's only one season when they went with it, but that was his first half a season. <laughs> well, to be yeah. fair, we all said what was it six weeks ago? We didn't think it was going to happen, and no. uh, we said that on the podcast. We said no, it's not going to happen. And look, in those last ten games, we've won eight and drawn two, so yeah. it just proves how good we can be. And uh, I thought today we looked more like the Liverpool of the past two seasons. I thought, and I thought Sadio Mane looked a lot better today than he than he has done recently. And we just kept getting in on their wings a lot. I, you could see that every time our our kind of play attacking play kind of originated down the wings because we used to have we were pinging long balls into the into the wide men like Salah and Mane and. Trent and Robbo were coming in, giving him support, and we got a lot of joy down the flanks because they played really narrow. Crystal Palace, I thought, and looked to stifle us, but we just knocked it about really nicely and just controlled the game pretty much for most of it. I thought. Yeah, I thought Matt Phillips and uh, Reese Williams yeah, no, were really good today. Actually, I think they did a lot better. Well. They did a lot better today than they did against Chris Woods uh, in the week. But then at the same time, Crystal Palace really didn't have a centre forward. No, so, they, uh, they played. That's what would have helped a lot. But still, I still think the, the performance themselves was was uh, actually very good. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know what I've noticed couple, this, this past week or 10, 10 days, um, the games in that, that period, not. say one thing about the two centre halves is that um, they've this is no slight on them whatsoever but um, when it comes to like the very high standard 
of uh, football, the, the top, top forwards or midfielders or teams, then those two players won't be as, um, what's the best word to use, won't be as uh, accomplished as what other centre-backs would be. It's, it's not because they're not bad footballers, but it's just that when you get to that really high level, then you need defenders that are very, very good. Yeah. And, uh, the, you know, the, the two good centre-halves, they've got a lot of experience in this last couple of months and they've done very well. But at the same time, if people start to think, well, oh, maybe these two can stay and be uh, in the team more often, then I think they're, oh, they're, being, they're just being slightly unrealistic. No, I agree with you there. I, I completely agree with you there. Uh, the what I feel for, I do feel for him a little bit, but it's not the whole, it's just when you've got Gomez and Van Dijk, as an example, the goal are not... The, in the, in the big games, or in most of the games, you're not going to kick the ball. But, at least we know that against certain level of opposition, they'll do a good job. Like the Palace today, I know they didn't have a centre-forward, but Ayu's not a bad player. You know, he's not a bad player. Townsend's experienced as well, and, and Zaha was playing, and, you know, and they seem to manage okay, good, most of the time. Mm. Like Chris Wood, I thought, and that Philly against Chris Wood. Most of like pretty much 90% of the time, so I at least you know that you can rely on. Did you? Yeah, I thought it was okay. But at least you know that, sir. So, so, like, if we need them to play next season in the Carabao Cup or in an FA Cup game against lower league opposition, then we can rely on them in them games and we can still get them some minutes under the belt. That's what's good, yeah. I think. But like you said, the big games, we want somebody else to rely on over there, map it, and Van Dijk and Gomez, we need somebody else. Yeah, I just think that... We no, can't just no, think, oh yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we need someone else to come in. The age of Nat Phillips is, he's 24, isn't he? No. He shouldn't be I'm, playing no. as a fourth choice, fifth yeah. choice, because he no, needs to I be think he'll go he needs to be playing. He needs to be in the Premier League because I think he's good enough. But a team like uh, Sean Dyche uh, yeah. certainly would be perfect for him. I think. A Newcastle Burnley or a newly promoted Premier League side coming up will be interesting. Mm. But if he stays, I'd be happy. <laughs> mm. I won't be happy. Not be, not for him. But I won't be happy because I don't think we've uh, we're not we're not covering ourselves enough to be better. Well, don't you think though, Nat Phillips now is is going to save us millions of pounds in the transfer window, not not needing to sign, desperately sign a fourth, fifth choice centre back. We can go out and spend a bit more money on a better one. To, yeah, but to... I will look, look look at that. Well, I don't think Kabak's yeah, going to stay. Time, Rob. Sorry. At the same time, then we've got to look at it less well, sentimental, I suppose. He's done a good job for us in the meantime while we've had players out. But I always think we should be looking for something better because the the tops that we're wearing, well, apart from Anthony's, is, this is a team has won six European Cups, 19 league titles, mm. you know, a World Club Championship recently. 
it's no disrespect to Nat Phillips, but he needs to be playing every single week in a team that won't suffer him that. And Liverpool could make a, ten, a bit of money out of him now. Mm, that's I true. Could, yeah. That's true. All right, going going on from that then. Obviously, it's been a tough season, but we've managed to finish third, come through pretty well in the end, managed to get Champions League football next year, which is brilliant. What do you feel? Well, what do you feel we need to do to obviously move on and challenge for the title again? Uh, well, say, Rich, what do you think we need to do? Build a build a competitive squad. Bring in players that are going to improve their first eleven, but also uh, are injury free, and also you know, if it means like for me, you no, know, as the is still on the pitch, but the other players coming in are really, really good. But for me, you no, know, playing well, and they're more likely to understand that in that sense, if you know what I mean. So, if you're bringing in like I don't know, I use Harry Kane. Bring him in. Bobby Firmino's not going to complain, is he, if Harry Kane comes in? No. Because he's like, Jesus Christ, look at this guy. He can score, what, 30 odd goals in a season. He's only going to make the team better. You know, and that's the type of players that you want to come in. I think we need to come in. Mm. I know he's a lot of money, but <clears throat> I think if you if we want to beat Man City and uh, to the league and possibly the European Cup next season, then we have to, we have to do stuff like that. We have to... We have to show them uh, that we mean serious business next season. What do you think, Ant? What's your thoughts? What do you think we need to do in this summer to get up there again? Pretty much, you know what Rich said. We there's some serious um, positions we need to fill, and, and not just one or two. You know, well, not just one person coming in. We need, I think we need four or five players, and that's not a lot. Obviously, you class the likes of Harvey Elliott coming back in uh, would be one of them. So, but you know, we, we definitely need a new centre back. I don't think it's going to be at all. Even though I think when he's fit, he's very good. Um, and um, we need obviously we need another centre forward. Um, and I can't see it's just like a Shakiri staying. So I don't like Elliott could possibly play there, but. You know, we need a couple of forward players. Irene's going to go in. Skiri probably go. Um, and then Wijnaldum, we need to replace him. Um, I think he boxed once they're fit. He proved, he proved against Burnley what he cared for doing when he's fit. Um, uh, but, you know, um, yeah, four, four players, four fresh faces. He's refreshing it up completely. I think what City do pretty much every season is they bring in three or four players and some are unknown like that Torres who they brought in the last uh, summer um, or was it before that um, he brought him in even when they brought the port in he wasn't really the best if no one thought he was the best when they brought him in uh, we need to just go and do the right business and bring in you know, and just completely freshen it up and make ourselves a competitive squad like Rich said mm. because if we if we do what we what we've done now and don't replace like when I was in the place, you know, like maybe Matic or in Matic to pick up the backside by bringing in someone who's just as good as him. Like, same with Firmino, we don't bring in like Rich said, someone like Harry Kane's quality. 
as goal rate, like goals per game, to push them in. No, we're just we're not gonna mm. we're not gonna kick off. Yeah, well, I think we've known for a couple of years that um, when the when the front three, we've only got the front three, and then we had Jota came in. Thankfully, yeah, but, okay, it yeah. made a difference. But again, we need mm. we need another one. Yeah, two injuries, two injuries in this first full season. Yeah, but at the same time, this is, I, I I can't count this season with that because it it's not really been a normal season because the only other two week break, oh, and then they started again. So a lot of teams had injuries. It wasn't just Liverpool. Yeah, it's very unprecedented, unprecedented for for everybody. But we've been most hit by injuries to to key players and key positions, especially. Obviously, centre back is the massive one. So for me, in my opinion, we need another centre back who's a quality centre centre back. Maybe two. Maybe two. A midfielder to replace Wijnaldum, definitely. And then a central striker who can bang. I think we. T- I think we need two midfielders. You reckon two, right? Yeah, because uh, yeah. I think Naby is You can't keep him. All this talk about, oh, well, you know, he's still a good player. Yeah, he's a very talented player, but when's the last time he played? Hmm. I get the uh, feeling I get the feeling Klopp might have had enough of him after the Madrid game when he started him against Real Madrid and he, he didn't do a lot. So I get the feeling you might be right, I think. Yeah, but I can't blame him for that one, though, because if that he wasn't in the first team at all hmm. and he just put him in that match, which is the biggest game against a team that is very well known and it's a big team you know you can't just shove him in after he's not played for a long time uh, into that type of match it's not fair on him but at the same time you can't have Oxley chamberlain and Keiter when the both two of them have been out for so long mm. you, you're losing midfield players so in the midfield then who would you look to sign midfield wise who can who we can get out there? What 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 do you think, Anto? Who would you go for midfield wise? Of players available. There's, a few, you know, I, I, there's that guy at Brighton. I can't never never say he's got a Bissuma. long name. Bissouma, is it? Bissouma. We were messaging about him today. Him, um, a Ward Prowse kind of player, um, definitely. I think him at Southampton. I, know he's, I think he's a, but he's just a delivery. We had a big, yeah. Even though Mbappe um, was a talk, wasn't he, um, last summer before the, well, before the pandemic, because of the night deal and all that stuff, I just, I think he's going to be mad too, my first actor. Yeah, but like we talked about on the podcast, you've got to sell somebody to get in. Yeah, you know. no, but Anthony, um, there's more stuff coming out that uh, Liverpool and Real Madrid are the only two team, realistic teams that can get in. And uh, apparently he's very interested in coming to Liverpool. Obviously, Real Madrid's still interested in him. So. Well, I don't think Madrid Madrid have got the cash to buy him. 
I just don't think they've got no. the money. And if we look at it as an investment, he's only, what, 22 years old. You could get easily get 10 years out of him at the top of the oh, game. Probably. You think that outlay of his, what, final year of his contract at Paris Saint-Germain, if you could get him for 80 million quid or 90 maybe, you'll make that money back tenfold from sponsorships, shirt sales... You think of yeah. You think of how many goals he could get. Us, he could be transformational, and he's 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 a player who could be up there for the next ten years. He's like a new Messi or a new Ronaldo. And that for for me, you just go for it. Just go for it. That's what I did. But like he's a branding kind of thing. He's a Nike. He's a Nike uh, representative as well. So there you go. So he comes in. And we can follow him. No matter if they're putting the money down on him because he's going into his final year, um, I think we've got the money for it. I don't know why people are thinking we can't because we're one of the only clubs that's financially stable at the moment. Mm. Uh, out of I the yeah. Well, you sell some fringe players, you might not get a lot of money for a lot of them, but it all goes towards, if it goes towards signing Mbappe, and you can pay. Why do you think Gino and Alden's going? By Munich. Because yeah. he, because he, no, he contracts. There must be a reason why. Want to get there must be a reason why Liverpool couldn't give him that contract. Because I think they've seen an opportunity in the transfer window when it comes to Mbappe. Because they wanted him for a long time. Mm. Even before he went to PSG, he was at Monaco. They'd inquired about him. So they're still interested, and I think. The club itself is probably looking at it and saying, like you said, Rob, that he's a viable option, not just for one year, but 12 years. Well, you think of the money he could generate for that team, for that club, and if if you get him, you're a chance of winning trophies every year because he gets goals out of nothing and he can score goals and he's such a quality player. I'd if we can do it and we could get him, I'd just go for him, just do it, whatever. Well, look at look at all the other teams that have done these things. Real Madrid with David Beckham, Ronaldo. Everybody was like, Jesus Christ, they played so much for Ronaldo. But what happened? They won things. Yeah. Uh, PSG with uh, Mbappe, they won the league titles. Okay, it's a little bit easier, but this season it's been difficult for. Them. Well, they may not win it this year. No, um, you, the only ones really where you could say it's maybe not as big success as what they were thought it would have done is Pogba mm. with Manchester United. But you imagine how they're from a purely financial side, they're probably saying, well, it's been a success because he sold so many shirts well, you and could, other things. You consider it, we sign, we, we sign Mbappe, right? How many Liverpool shirts around the world with his name on the back? Uh, 100 quid a pop or whatever it is these days I don't know how much a shirt is do you think 10 million of them get sold in a year that pays his transfer fees right there pretty much he fits into any team as well oh god he's a a very he's like you say he's he's going to be the next generation of players that's going to be at the top level for years to come it's it's him and Haaland isn't it basically 
Yeah, could you imagine Liverpool Football Club with him up front? It's it's a scary thought, but it's a good scary thought for us. But yeah, but it's the best thing we've City are looking at myself. Yeah. So you know it leaves Liverpool with you've got to take that chance. The well, only other team I think would might throw what a cash at is Chelsea. Mm. But I don't know whether you want to go to Chelsea because it's too short. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. So for me, that third well, place well, in well, Champions well, League well, that third place in yeah, Champions League really could never pay that much money for No, him. no. That third place in Champions League today is massive. Massive, oh, yeah, yeah. It's huge, huge. Yeah, so you never know. It would be amazing if it happens, and you don't never be know. surprised. Don't be shocked if it did happen. That's all I say. Mm. Because I think I'll be all I'll be all being a bit silly. Oh, we don't yeah. think we could get players like that. We won the champions. That's the, we need to we need to make that statement. We haven't we. We really, we really did it. Really well, I mean, you could say, well, we bought Van Dyke, but he was at Southampton. Yeah, but when we do spend that, when we do spend that big money on him and Alisson, look at the difference it makes in the team. Yeah. That's that's all you've but got to I, say. Sorry, Rob. I understand what Anthony means, though, is that... Thiago was the only player we've done recently that we've got from another team that we're competing with. Yeah. And we got him on a free. Yeah. But we've never I couldn't I couldn't even tell you when the last time we bought a player from a side that was at our level. Well exactly, yeah. It doesn't happen, does it? We we like to no. buy players from lower clubs and build them up yeah. into uh, world class footballers like Mo Salah, Mane, Firmino yeah, well, I mean, you know. There's nothing wrong with that, but at the same time, imagine what a big dig that would be in like the stomachs of Manchester United, Manchester City, Real Madrid, Barcelona. They'd be like, oh no, this is going to... They'd be like, oh crap. Because that's what football's all about, isn't it? Oh, exactly. Yeah, it'd be amazing. If if it happened, could you imagine it? It'd be amazing. We'd be like on cloud nine for ages. You know, you know what, though? Do you not think that someone like Man United would try and the utmost to do it because it, they do that with a shirt sale? Like, they're too busy looking at Sancho, aren't they? That's the guy they're looking at. And I don't think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's got the same pull as Jurgen Klopp, has he? No. Liverpool, Liverpool should be in a position... No, I'll pick well, uh, Liverpool should be doing it to everybody else because we've had it done to us in the past... 30 years where it's been like oh look at Liverpool never mind 
better luck next time. But as soon as you make a dent in these big teams, or so-called big teams, which we should be one of the many because we are, mm. all of a sudden they start going, oh, Liverpool, what are they doing this for? Can't stand them. That's when you know you've got them rattled. Oh, exactly. Once they start saying that about you like last season, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, all this null and void stuff and other teams were doing. doing this. But when we're when we're being the ones who are lagging behind and almost signing the play, but it was never going to happen. The other teams like, oh well, oh, what a shame. You know, try again next year. But they're not really bothered because they like it because we're down mm. underneath them. You see. Yeah, it's exciting times, boys. I think this summer's going to be very interesting for us, and I think you're going to see a lot of changes in personnel, but. I think it's going to be very, very interesting, in my opinion. But we'll move on from football anyway. Liverpool, season's done. We're in the Champions League again. All is right with the world. There you go. Same It's a shame Chelsea had to be with it, though. Oh, I know. It would have been nice if it had been Leicester. I was gutted for Leicester to fail again like they did last year. It's gutting for them, but... Sad. They've won the FA Cup, so it is what it is, I suppose. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, do we want to chat um, NBA? Ant, did you catch any of the uh, any of the games last night? I watched the uh, Milwaukee Bucks versus uh, Miami Heat game, which was what a game that was. Overtime winner, point five seconds. Middleton getting the winning point. Right at the end, that was a great game, fantastic game. I know it's one thing in that match. Giannis can't shoot three throws to save his life. No, no, he's don't get me wrong. He's MVP two seasons in a row, and he's a brilliant player. But just just other players in the league excite me so much more than him. Because of the versatility of the game, like what's Russell Westbrook, you know, the likes of, you know, Ben Simmons, you could say Tatum, Celtic, Zach Levine, you know, Durant, you know, Irving. They just added some of the different positions, which doesn't excite me. He's just, he's just power. I think he's improved his game more this season, though. His three points shooting accuracy's gone up. And he uh, he gets involved more in the play to get other people into the into scoring position. So, but again, we have to remember how old he is. Yeah, he's not he's young. He's only like in his mid twenties, isn't he? Yeah, and you know this guy. There's a reason why he's he was MVP. You know, the Milwaukee Bucks. And, no. you know, where I'm sure they wouldn't be in the playoffs. Well, they're not. They're not like that glamour, that glamour city to play for, are they? Really, when you look at you've got New York, LA, Chicago, where other those other teams, Milwaukee aren't really a. I know they've won the yeah. title back in the sixties, I think, and they had. I obviously they had um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played from, back in the day yeah. before he went to the Lakers. But, I thought last night I thought Giroud Holiday was, was quality for. The books and I thought yeah. um, Chris Middleton was fantastic again as well. And those two re- played really well. He, I he, thought. Even when play, Middleton just, just doesn't get enough 
say, Rob, the games I the game I saw the most of was Nets against the Celtic. Um, really good game. Um, you know, um, Boston were competitive un- until you know, in some parts of that game, and Tatum tried his hardest, and um, but I think Kevin Durant and the, the trio, and even Jeff Green as well, just kind of came to the front and said, "I would not let you win this." Well, I think that's the thing. They've got too much. Yeah. They just got too. That's going to be the difference. They just got too many good players, and Celtics oh. have got three, four players that can do very well. But then, when you when you said Jason Tatum, out, they haven't won very many games no. uh, without him. So I think Tatum is the one where you've got. You can move up them gears, you know. And it, and it, it, it can up it down and win games, and, but you need, I think you need more than one. And I don't think, like you said, the others can play a good level, but when you get up against, you know, the best. I think Durant for me just shows, and I think he moved up as well. Wanted to mention he's ninth in the all-time list, the most player points. Hmm. You know, and he's only finished his career yet. So he's going to climb that list. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it just, just shows you how good they are when they have all when you look at the other game last night, obviously Dallas defeating the Clippers. Uh, Luka Doncic, 31 points in that game, I believe. Um, so, yeah, that was a shock. I think it was triple-double, double-double, was it? Triple-double. But he's, done, he's beaten them before, hasn't he, though? Mm. Uh, so it's not a surprise. For me, it's not a surprise because Dallas is so up and down. They can be... Absolutely awful one game, and then the next they can be fantastic. So I wouldn't be surprised if in the second game they lost. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so be, that one will be really close. I think that series, to be honest. Yeah, you're probably I not wrong on that one. Um, I think it's the same with Nuggets and Portland. Mm. I was a bit of a surprise just the margin of victory that Portland got over Denver. You know, and we possibly MVP point like, is going to be is you know at Denver. It looks like it's going to be Jokic, doesn't it? He's going to win it. Certainly looks that way, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a good game on at the moment, which is very close, and it's um, Philadelphia versus Wizards. Oh. Yeah. 97 104. Philadelphia winning it. Um, I think Simmons and Embiid are just slowly taking over the game. Yeah. Okay. Lakers and Suns tonight at half past nine. I think it might. Uh, oh, yeah, that would be interesting. Oh, I might have to, be an awesome game, yeah, man. it will be good. That so I might have to see if I can check that out a bit. A bit yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, mm. Going to be interesting. Devin Book and Chris Paul. Yeah, because they for me, is, you know, they can just think tonight. I think they'll. I wouldn't be shocked if they beat the Lakers quite convincingly because you've got LeBron and Anthony Davis only because he's just come back, um, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I just think that experience of being in the playoffs so often as they have, this is the first time for Phoenix in 10 years. Mm. So none of these players, but none of these players, maybe Chris Paul, I don't know Chris where he's. Chris has, yeah, Chris Paul has quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, he's been in. Maybe one or two of the players, but... The best players they've got have never been in this position before, so mm. um, yeah, it's different when you play these games because 
it's all up for grabs. So you have to be consistent every time, mm. and it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. So you never. I think it wouldn't surprise me if the Lakers got through against Phoenix. I, I, no, it wouldn't. I think. I think you're right, Rich. If I may, like just saying, I, I, I won't be surprised if they beat the Lakers tonight. But you're right. I won't be shocked if the Lakers won the series four 0 or something like that. Mm. Uh, but I just think the likes of uh, Paul and Devin Booker, uh, I just think that they've got a lot the quality and, you know, you, you could match them with, you know, like the LeBron and stuff like that, I feel. Uh, but the number two as well, uh, you can't forget that. But then, like you, if you said, Rich, you said, they were stuck last year, didn't they? They were pretty much the best in the NBA last year, and they came and stuck in play. Mm. So, yeah, but it's really exciting, I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah, it's been good so far from what I've seen. Um, I'm looking forward to the rest. Yeah, well, I've got a few others. Uh, obviously, the NHL playoffs have started. Um, currently, obviously, the matchups you've got the Florida Panthers against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who won the uh, Stanley Cup last year. Tampa Bay are currently three one, three one up in games, so it looks like the Lightning are going through in that one. Um. Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Islanders is currently tied two games apiece. So that's quite a tight series currently. It's quite a close one. Uh, Montreal against Toronto. That's one apiece. Toronto beat Montreal 5-1 last night. So that's tied up one apiece. Uh, Vegas against Minnesota. Vegas are leading that series 3-1. Washington Capitals against Boston Bruins. Uh, Boston are leading that series 3-1. So, looking like Vegas and Boston are going to go through in those matchups at the moment. Nashville Predators, Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina's currently 2-1 up in the series in that one. Uh, Winnipeg Jets, um, Edmonton Oilers. The Jets are 2-0 up. And the uh, Colorado Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues, Colorado are 3-0 up in that one. So... There's a few, a uh, couple of tight ones, but a lot of them teams are running away with a few of these series at the moment. So, looking like a few might be foregone conclusions in those, I think. Um, don't know if you guys got any thoughts on that. So, I miss those at the moment. And, you know, it's just kind of, I'll keep up with, I always keep up with the people, and keep up with India, and then other sports kind of, I felt behind. But with the fuck the season finishing, you know, like, Real sometime to uh, catch up on the for the baseball and all that stuff. Yeah. But now it's now it's transfer speculation, so it doesn't really stop. It never stops. <laughs> Football never stops. We got the Euros before you know it. That's the other thing. Uh, uh, forget about the Euros. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I've got the MLS results for Saturday. Um, Cincinnati beat Montreal two one. Uh, Portland Timbers beat LA Galaxy three nil. Uh, Chicago Fire beat Miami 1-0 uh, Orlando City beat Toronto 1-0 uh, New York City FC lost 2-1 to Columbus the crew uh, Dallas 2 Salt Lake 2 New England 3 New York Red Bulls 1 Houston 2 Vancouver 1 uh, the Sunday games that have played so far San Jose beat lost to Kansas City 3-1 
and LAFC beat Colorado 2-1. Uh, the other games tonight, Seattle v. Atlanta, DC United against Philadelphia Union, and Nashville against Austin. Uh, currently, Eastern Conference, New England's first on 14 points, second's Orlando on 12, and in the West, Seattle are first with 16, and Kansas City is second with 13 at the moment. How's it to Miami doing? Um, well, they lost this weekend. I don't know how they're doing in the table. I'd have to check that. I didn't. I didn't see that at the moment. Um, but yeah, that's the MLS currently. Yeah. Uh, quick one for the WNBA. I just thought have a bit on this. Uh, the Seattle Storm beat the uh, Minnesota. I think it's the Detroit Wings. I believe. 100 to 97 in overtime last night. MVP last year, Brianna Stewart, got 36 points, 11 rebounds, 5 blocks last night. So she's she's on fire. She's like best player in the NBA last year and she's carried on from where she left off. Um, the league currently, uh, the Connecticut Sun are top with 4-0. and Chicago Sky are 2-0 and Seattle are third, 3-1 at the moment in the WNBA. So I thought you'd just give you some info on the WNBA for this season. One important thing to talk about first, very important. Is, do you like the new Liverpool kit or no? Yeah, I do. I like it. I like it. I think it's grown on me. I like it. I think it's quite snazzy, especially seeing it on on TV today. I, I liked it. Uh, I don't know, I'm just not sure. I, I don't know whether I like the orange on it. Not really, like the orange bit. But that's the thing, there's a lot of people that have said they like it, but I'm kind of like, I don't know. It's just because I'm not used to seeing it with that kind of colour, I think. I think for me, it's, it's, a, it's a departure from what we usually have as an home kit, so it's nice to try and sum it a bit different. And uh, they can't hark back to the old shirts all the time, they've got to create new kind of variations on a theme so I, I think it's alright quite smart yeah, yeah I've been back to a past time well yeah I know when they turn the kit had an all red kit yeah one, one point so uh, it that's, kind of is it's kind of loosely you know. though isn't it it's kind of completely different style to what we usually do with the orange orange like uh, you know, accents the, the best ones that we get actually I saw the what looks like it's going to be the away kit with the kit the way it looks like it's going to be uh, cream, or the one. Remember the one we had in '96. Is that the Ecru one? Oh, yeah. Ecru, yeah. Yeah. But it's got like oh, a no, navy, blue, navy blue collar with a button. That oh, looks really. It nice. looks smart. That one. The third kit's going to be, uh, or they think it's going to be, it's going to be uh, yellow with red pinstripes. I love that. That's nice. like the one. That's the one I bought about two thousand sixteen. That was like yellow and red on it. This is going back to the 1984 team, I think, or the 85 team. Yeah, the Umbro one with Rush back in the day. Yeah, that was a good kit. That yeah. One. I like that. It was a yeah. nice kit. I'll try and find it yeah. uh, while you're talking. Cause, um, yeah. Well, I've got the results of Formula 1 today. Uh, Monaco Grand Prix. Uh, top three, Verstappen was first. Sainz in the Ferrari was second and Lando Norris in the McLaren was third. Lewis Hamilton finished seventh, I think, or sixth. I think he finished seventh. 
Um, and uh, wow. Leclerc was on pole for Ferrari, but he wrecked his gearbox in the night before, so he couldn't even start the race, and he was on pole. And Bottas was in second, and uh, he went for a pit stop, and he couldn't get the wheel nuts off one of his wheels, so he had to retire. So it wasn't a very exciting race with Monaco. Once you, it's a bit it was a bit of a procession because there's not really anywhere to overtake, so it wasn't that exciting. Um, but the drivers' championship now, Verstappen's top with one hundred and five points, Hamilton second with one hundred and one, Lando Norris third with fifty six, Bottas fourth forty seven, and Perez is fourth fifth with forty four, and the team constructors' title so far is Red Bull, 149 first, Mercedes, 148 second, McLaren, 83rd, Ferrari, 78 fourth, and Aston Martin is fifth with 19. So there you go. It's quite an interesting interesting uh, result today. Uh, I've got a few big um, shout-outs. Obviously, Atletico Madrid won the La Liga title last night. Don't know if you saw that. Winning it, Suarez, Suarez celebrating after he got done by Barcelona, scored as well, and they won the the first league title since twenty fourteen, I believe. Um, obviously Lille could win the French title tonight if they win their game. P- PSG, I think they're ahead by a point, so they've got a chance of winning it again for the first time. Don't know if they've ever won it before. They might have done. I don't know. Uh, Lewandowski last yesterday got the record. In the Bundesliga, 41 goals for the season in the league. So he got the record, Lewandowski, for Bayern. Um, obviously, boxing. Don't know if you saw that. Josh Taylor winning the undisputed yeah. junior welterweight championship. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, Ronaldo 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 um, obviously with the big ones Joshua and Fury is not happening because now Fury is supposedly fighting Wilder in Vegas on the 24th of July and Joshua looks like he's got to defend his WBO title against Usyk so once again we are denied the big fight yeah I think um I think the winners have got a versus each other, haven't they? And then, and then fight. Well, I'm hoping this delay means they can fight in England at Wembley Stadium or something like that. You know. The only, the only thing, though, what gets me is that if, <coughs> if Joshua, I don't think he will, I think he'll beat, you know, Jusic. I think it'd be a hard fight because of Jusic's tactics. I think Joshua's probably going out, out the wall to any, he connects with the right combo. But, if Josh, same time with Joshua lost, I don't think he will, because I think he's running the mistake for a mystery. If he lost, he'll want a rematch. Mm. He mm. won his belt back. Yeah. He'll have a rematch for us. I don't think you six will get a rematch. So if Joshua lost, then it's going to delay that Fury fight, or Joshua Wilder fight, and delay. Mm. Well, maybe maybe it'll be that they'll both win and it'll make the fight even bigger when it actually does happen. Oh, it will. It'll be, it'll be up there with like Ali and Fraser and mm. Foreman and Ali. And I'm kind of, it'll get more people in the stadium as well. I'm just kind of glad they're not having it in Saudi Arabia now and actually they can have it in the UK instead where it should be. Yeah, 
by that time, yeah. Fingers crossed. Right, I've got another one now for uh, end of season awards for Liverpool then. We'll go player of the season. Who are you going for, Anthony? Player of the season for Liverpool. Player of the season, Mo Salah. Yeah. Rich, player of the season? Uh, well, it's not an easy one, though. Because, uh, yeah, you have to be consistent, don't you, for a full season. But, yeah, probably say Mo Salah as well. I'd agree, Mo Salah myself. 20, 22 goals. I think 30 in all competitions. Where would we be without him? That's the way I look at it for me. Um, all right, Cult Hero. Rich, Cult Hero for the season. Cult Hero for the season. That's the difficult one, Matt. Uh, I'd probably say... Uh, Alison, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Who are you saying, Ant? Because he's saying goal. I'm going to say a big Nat Phillips called hero for the season for me, with the way he's played and he just gets his head on it and yeah, especially after today when he got his eye cut and he had this the flaming headband like Martin Skirtle back in the day. I got to go for Nat big Nat Phillips. Uh, all right, Anthony, goal of the season. Bloody hell, goal of the season. Why do you have you got an answer? I think. Yo, I I really like the top of the chamberlain in it, That's all I can think of at the moment. Cool. <laughs> Alright, for me, Alison against West Brom because <laughs> it saved our season and it was a amazing header. So I'm going for Alison's against West Brom. I was surprised we did get it. I liked uh Trying to think of all the goals this season, it's been really difficult. Cool. I just have to remember a few. Yeah, it's been a hard season. Uh, yeah, to what? <laughs> I actually liked uh, Mo Salah's away to Crystal Palace. The, oh, yeah. the first one where mm. he bent it in the top corner. Oh, yeah, like it was effortless. Yeah, that was a good goal. Uh, and finally, then, well, young player of the season. Who are you going for? Young player of the season. Yeah, I just threw that in there. Oh, we have many young players in the team this season. Yeah, Reese Williams. Uh, Nico Williams. Curtis Jones is still a young player. One or two. Mm. Curtis Jones, I mean. I'd say Reese Williams because of the circumstances. Yeah, I'd say the same, Rich. I, I think I'd agree. To be put in that situation and he's done, you know, to, to not play with any nerves as well. It's. Uh, that's a good goal, isn't that, to be honest? All right, last one. Moment of the season. Rich. Alison. And? Um, I would say that, but I'm going to say Crystal Palace, 7-0. I'm going to say Alison. Well, that was going to be my game of the season. 7-0 against Crystal Palace oh, to be fair. I said today. Mm. It was a professional performance. We played more like the Liverpool last year, I thought. More on the front foot. 
pressed like Rich said in the right way I'd, I'd just seemed a bit more controlled on the ball and a part of the, by the first 10-15 minutes I thought we'd control the game really well and could have had a few more goals and Palace didn't really threaten a hell of a lot I, I, I that's what I thought well yeah that's true the Old Trafford game was good yeah. that was a good performance as well so um, any more thing on the podcast you guys want to chat about have we got any anything else you want to talk about while we're on where's Ben Davies oh. <laughs> it'll be on the it'll be on the way out probably to Celtic come the summer we'll get a few quid from him apparently they're saying that he's in the future plans for the next season so maybe they're not going to bring in two centre-backs no they're going to play Ben Davies there instead yeah, okay. mm. it enough. seems weird how he's not had a game but uh, at the same time it wouldn't make any sense that they bring him in and then sell him in the summer when he's not played a single match. Ease him in like like a robo maybe. It'll take a bit of time to get used to the way we play, maybe. But yeah. Seems weird to use that money on him and then not use him at all. Mm. But it doesn't make any sense. We will see, I suppose. It's gonna be an interesting few months, put it that way. Before it all starts again in August. Well, thank you very much, gents, and uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Hope you had a good, good time today, and uh, just like say, congrats to Liverpool again for finishing third, and thank God the season's over and it ended on a high note. So the last day of being champions. Yep, yep, yep. Ah, well, it is what it is. But considering what how the season's gone, finishing third has been a good has been a good season in the end. I think with all the ups and downs and injuries and stuff, I think we've done well. So I've got positive vibes going into the summer and yeah, I think we'll be, I think we'll do well next year. So don't forget guys to follow us on Instagram at three Northern boys podcast and all your other podcast apps, Spotify, Apple podcast, wherever you find them. So I just say, say it's bye from me, Rob. Goodbye. Bye from Rich. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from Ant. Yeah. Speak to you all soon. Have a good one. Bye-bye.